Welcome to the Digital Workflow Dentistry Podcast Series. We help dentists adapt, adopt, and advance in the world of dental technology. For more information about upcoming lectures, webinars, and podcasts, please go to our website, www.digitalworkflowdentist.com, at Instagram, at Digital Workflow Dentistry. Good afternoon, dental internet world. My name is Dr. Vishal Sharma, and I am once again here alongside my friend and colleague, Dr. Mike Parchewski. Mike, uh, the podcast that we have focuses on the world of digital dentistry, and I can't think of a more appropriate guest to discuss that and to really follow along with the DNA of what our podcast entails. So it's good to see you. Podcast number two this week. Uh, I feel like we're becoming professional podcasters and uh, leaving the world of uh, amateur podcasting. But I'm going to say hi to you and allow you to uh, introduce our guest. Well, thanks, Fish, and welcome. And uh, it's like deja vu uh, two days in a row. Um, but it's great. Um, I'm just ha- uh, very happy that we've been able to have such uh, great guests come on. And uh, today's no different. We have a special guest coming all the way from out east. Um, I'm not sure what happens out that direction. Um, but I've heard um, Montreal is a pretty cool place. Um, his name's Adrian Marley, and he's from Dance Serona. Uh, he is the national sales manager for digital technology and several other areas, I'd imagine, as well. And he's going to go through that with us. So first, just give me a little bit more information on your role with Dance Serona. And my big first question is, coming out of COVID, I want to know given your experience overseas, uh, having worked in, in Asia markets and Australia, what do you see globally as being the biggest revenue generator that's coming into our dental clinics? Yeah, good. Thanks, uh, thanks for the intro, Mike, and thank you, Vishal, for having me here um, this afternoon. Um, look, uh, it's a great question. I mean, COVID's been um, uh, different across different geographies, as you know, and people are coming in and out of it at different paces. But the one thing that is consistent across the globe um, is uh, Clearliners Orthodontics is the segment that's growing the fastest uh, year on year, even going back to 2019 pre-COVID. The recent numbers, if we look at like the uh, compounded average, uh, the aggregate worldwide, uh, we're looking at just under 25% year on year growth, followed very closely by implants that are on about 15% year on year. So. Um, the next segment below that is uh, aesthetics. You know, people aren't traveling as much. People have more disposable income. They're starting to take care of their health a bit more and, you know, treating themselves. Um, so, yeah, those are the three I would say that are uh, trending up right now. And so why do you see Clearliner Therapy? Um, and obviously, Rit Dance by Serona, sure Smile is the uh, flagship aspect of that treatment. Why do you see Clearliner Therapy as such a strong growth market, Adrian. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, look, um, I believe that um, the reason why Clearliner is becoming more and more important is because, um, you know, that market exploded roughly 10 years ago with the creation of the concept. And it took a while for the specialists, particularly the orthodontists, to jump on board. And the reason why there was so much uh, resistance, I think, is because a lot of the orthodontists didn't necessarily believe in technology. But what happens is, you cannot fight a market. If the market demand is there, you are going to have to, you know, um, make sure that you can um, satisfy that market. And at some point, you have to succumb. And I think that's what's happening. The market is so uh, in demand of 
you know, we're talking about Instagram, we're talking about mm. Snapchat, we're talking about <clears throat> Zoom, do you know, like, I, I mean, I'm fed up of Microsoft Teams and, you know, being on online all the time, but people are looking at themselves on their cameras every single day. And if they see something that they don't like, well, guess what? It's in their face every mm. day. So I think COVID had a lot to do with it just because of the digital re- revolution and being, uh, you know, in front of a camera nonstop, you're forced to look at yourself. And again, the disposable income, you know, um, people are traveling less. Um, home renovations are up and, and so are clear liners. I heard um, one of the driving factors for Tom Cruise was exactly that, is when he started seeing himself, you know, on the big screen, especially with the 4K, the development yeah. of 4K. Um, it highlights all the flaws. You're, you're in that spotlight and it's everything zoomed was one of the drivers. And I know he went into the aligner therapy. That's right. Um, so, you know, it's even the movie stars are taking on to the aligners. And, and I've noticed too with the, I don't know about you, Vish, but a lot of the um, orthodontists were really, like several years ago, were really against it and, and have really uh, started adopting it way more. And so yeah. even you see the marketing out of orthodontic clinics being more clear aligner based. That's right. Yeah, well, I think Adrian hit the nail on the head in that, a lot of it is just market demand and you've got to satisfy your customer base, something that you and I are talking about all the time. And so even if you prefer to utilize the technology that you learned in school, really you have to adapt to what the consumer is going to want and what they're asking for. And I think the technology has just become so much more predictable. And that's one of the things that SureSmile is uh, constantly advocating is just the speed with which they can achieve the optimal end result. So Adrian, just furthering on that for the dentist listeners that we have, um, how are they able to take advantage of this uh, significant growth opportunity and really be on the leading edge of this rising tide? Like, What would your suggestions be uh, given your knowledge base and your role? Yeah, well, um, great question, Shah. Look, I think, I think it's, it's pretty evident, right? If, if the market is demanding, if the patients are asking for something, um, well, the first thing is if you're not offering them, well, you should probably get into Clearliners and offering uh, SureSmile in particular, obviously. But so there's another stat that came out. We did a, an in-house um, survey uh, over 250 offices and 83% of patients said that they would have. So these are patients who have already had Clearliner therapy, mm-hmm. said that they would have started Clearliner therapy earlier had someone spoken to them about it. Wow. So just the fact that, you know, um, we're not, you know, whether it be on your, your, your new patient form or whether it's, you know, in your hygiene appointment or even your, if, if you're not asking the questions, um, they want it. You just have to, you know, lead, you don't have to necessarily lead the horse to water. You just have to ask the question and uh, it's there. So uh, simple as that. Yeah. Now on, on the whole process of the dentist getting more involved, so for us, I know having the private scans huge, um, being able to use the ortho software, you know, there's been big changes I find in the, the newer ortho software from where it was previously that is allowing, I think, better case communication to patients. Because you know, one of the things we always train is educating our patients and showing our patients the, um, you know, like the implant workflow, showing the patients the CBCT, showing the patients their teeth and the movements is, is a big seller. And I think that was really a cool thing about when a clear, when aligners came out was the ability to have that movie that plays showing it. And and one of the neat things I find in the ortho software is you can play that movie on a new patient. So you can scan them and show that uh, to them right, right away. Now, 
the other part of this is obviously there when we're taking on these cases there has to be some sort of return on investment and and this is where you're a, more of a business expert on this so with the sure smile process um how are people how are dentists realizing improvements in their clinics and in their roi uh what kind of numbers are coming out um what kind of uh flow is this adding to their clinics and and is this really a, a strong investment for, for dentists? Yeah, no, it's a great question. I mean, um, both of you can probably answer that question better than me because you're uh, using the technology and, and offering the service. But, you know, the, some of the ROI calculators that we show um, a lot of your colleagues revolve around just two, two new case, two new starts of uh, SureSmile a month. Uh, over a year, you're looking at just over $220,000 of additional top-line revenue. Um, now, one thing that's, you know, talking about ROI, we all know that, you know, with orthodontics, whether it be traditional or clear liner, um, ensuring that we're um, quoting or, you know, um, giving up a price to a, a patient, you should have a pretty good uh, control over the time that you're going to be seeing that patient. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, one thing that Shursma really um, distinguished itself with a lot of the other uh, manufacturers in the market is that they're versus a leading comp competitor, you're going to have 50 percent less refinements. And for me, refinements means money on the table. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you don't account for that when you're quoting that initial. And then not to mention the other intangible or um, I find even worse. I mean, you're all we're all in the referral business. That's what we are in. And if I commit to somebody and saying, okay, we'll, be, we'll finish our orthodontic treatment in 12 months, and now it's month 15, 16, well, you know what? I was getting married on month 13. That's why I did it, you know? And so you do get, you know, you'll probably lose a, a bit of the referrals moving forward, at least for clear liners um, uh, from that perspective. So that's, that's my take on it. I don't know what you guys think. Mike? Well, I find, you know, not only does it... Um, does using the sure smile, I think, also captures more revenue. But I also think that using the the imaging software adds to our new patient exam in a lot of different ways, right? So I think using um, the Prime Scan as a tool in the new patient exams allows us to diagnose these types of cases. But I also think that when patients come in for sure smile consults, the fact that we're able to take digital impressions and then show them their teeth. Oftentimes, we can highlight other problems that we need to get corrected beforehand. So, um, you know, let's say there's some old fillings, uh, some old restorations, uh, other, other dentistry that's required. So I think there's also this additive um, revenue that comes in. It's just like when we treat sleep apnea. When you're treating sleep apnea, it's a very, um, you know, when you're making these appliances, you don't want to have a lot of dentistry changing because everything's very form mm -hmm. fit for sure you know or if you're going through a sure smile case you don't want to be well you know what you have a, a broken tooth but we'll do it after the sure smile because it may be in more trouble later mm -hmm. so a lot of times you have to get the dentistry underlying dentistry done first and so i find that there is that additive effect in diagnosis um that when you're starting to add another treatment it does dovetail into other things you do in your clinic by also bringing in new patients but also being able to have to get, you know, perio-stable. Mm -hmm. You're not going to start treating, uh, you know, somebody... I've, I have a lot of patients that come in for a SureSmile consult and they, have, they haven't had a cleaning. Right. You know, so they're going to need these things first. So it does drive other parts of your office's revenue stream as, as well, right? Yeah, no, I agree. I think the, the, the ROI indirect as well as you're talking about is um, something we were chatting about uh, earlier as well is, is just how that 
that the scanner will become the integral part of your office. Like, you know, at the moment, some of the stats uh, in North America, anyhow, um, you know, some just under 50% of offices at the moment have scanners. Now, will that be 80% in the next three years? I would hope so. I would think so. Um, however, if you look at the offices out of those uh, just under 50% that do have scanners, over 25% of them have multiple scanners in the office. So they've gotten it. They've realized that the, um, you know, our intraoral scanners now have replaced the intraoral cameras, which brought up our case acceptance X-fold, we call it 10, 12 years ago. But now we're doing it in 3D because patients always think in 3D. They do not think in 2D. So, uh, and to your point, you know, these wellness scans that, you know, I encourage everybody to do, if you come in, new patient or not, take the scan, hold it in records, and sit down and have that co-discovery, you know, turn that around to your point, look at the perio, look at everything, let them discover exactly what's going on in their mouth. And then obviously the case acceptance um, goes up exponentially. Yeah, it's interesting um, that you're discussing less than 50% of offices have uh, a digital scanner. It's a surprising statistic for me, but I would agree with you. I, I would see in the next couple of years, Adrian, that that starts to increase uh, significantly. Uh, and also an interesting stat on uh, offices having two scanners, which both of us would, I suppose, fall into that category. So let's shift to that because digital impressions is obviously a big part of what Mike and I both do. It's a topic that I've been recently giving some presentations and discussions on. And so what is the main aspect, at least from Densply Sterona's perspective, as to why we're entering into digital impressions? Is it the aspect on removing impression material or is it sort of the centerpiece component that you're discussing? I think uh, more of the latter. I think, you know, um, there's a place for PBS knowledge in it. You know, I'm not going to knock on it too much, but at the end of the day, the, the science is behind it. Uh, the prime scan is, you know, um, the most accurate scanner in the market. There are other scanners that are very comparable as well. Uh, I think you should just embrace digital for a couple of reasons. Again, coming back to our liner conversation, why is clear liner market growing so fast? Because it's demand driven. Mm. Well, guess what? If I'm a patient and I know that I have to go get goop in my mouth at this dentist and at this dentist, I can take a minute and a half and have a full scan done. It'll become more and more patient driven as well. So, um, and it just leads the perfect workflow, right? Like if we look at prime scan, scanning into uh, orthodontics, scanning into a CEREC, if you're, you know, milling in house mm -hmm. and talk, that's another ROI discussion that we can get into if, I don't know if we'll have time or not. Um, but then sleep, like you were talking about, you know, I mean, it's, it's the integral part of everything. And uh, more importantly, implants. I mean, I know Mike has an amazing workflow with implants. And being able to take that integral um, 3D data and stitch it at a you know under 50 micron accuracy over a cone beam scan, um, you know, patients are not just impressed; they feel a lot more entrusting in mm -hmm. you in, in carrying out those procedures. So, yeah, and I think that's uh, you know like a big part of what we teach is the digital implant case presentation, because I, I also think one of the biggest sides of all this, you know. Um, like Visha alluded to with the digital impressions, is that the more we can show our patient, um, you know, it's that it's that um, intraoral camera on steroids. Now we're we're taking it a whole nother level. It's like virtual reality of the mouth, right? Mm -hmm. And so patient is like sitting in their mouth, looking at all their teeth, not seeing a view that they've ever ever seen before. And I, you know, we we take it a lot for granted. And I don't know about you, Visha, with with uh, your experience of it. I've had a lot of patients where they come in 
and they say, you know, uh, this tooth, one tooth bothering me. And, you know, we did a big filling or a crown or we did something and the bite's a little bit off. And, and then and they're like, yeah, it's, you know, it's been bothering me for a while. And, you know, they kind of like, like look at you this skeptical, why did you do this to me? And they have no recollection that we just showed them all these intro photos of this tooth that had a massive filling broken in half. They seem to always forget what's going on. And so I think having the records, having the images, having this for discussion um, really drives it home. But I do feel that they also don't have any idea what's happening in their mouth as well. And we often take it for granted because we're so in tune as a dentist to what's in our mouth mm -hmm. that we often take for granted that the patients don't look at their mouth the same way. Absolutely. You know, you have a patient that hasn't brushed or flossed their teeth in a month, but it doesn't bother them at all. It would drive me crazy, but it doesn't bother them all. And we have to sort of figure that out and see that and take a look at things in the patient's perspective. And that's where showing them, you know, and, and so I've, I've had numerous patients go, hey, did you notice that, you know, you have a lot of crowding on the bottom and you show them the model and they go, oh, I never really noticed that. I, I didn't even, I never even took that into account. Would that be, an, it's not cosmetic to them. Yeah. It's functional. Would that make a difference? Would that make a difference with the chipping that I'm having going on? Would it make it easier to floss? Mm -hmm. Well, then I'm interested. They don't care maybe how it looks, but they had no idea that that would be classified as crowding. So I think as dentists, we always have to remember that we have to, you know, think like our patient and we have to understand each of our patients, their different personalities. And the more we show them, the more we can realize what they really understand or don't understand and not take it for granted. And nowadays with the younger patients um, and, you know, TikTok and, and all the, the social media, they want it. They see it all the time. They see what other people are doing. They want it. And um, you can't, it's gone are the days where you can just say to a patient, you need three crowns, you need two fillings, you need this, that. And they're like, which are you talking about? They want to see the teeth. They want to see what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. They want to see before and afters, right? Mm -hmm. um, they have yeah. access to Google. So. Yeah. And co-discovery is important. It's a big topic that we discuss. I actually, uh, strangely enough, just got an email from Densplice from their marketing team while we're sitting here. And uh, they're a little upset that Mike leaked their 2022 marketing campaign uh, PrimeScan intraoral camera on steroids was actually what they were <laughs> thinking about uh, doing. So, and actually, strangely enough, Ben Johnson is going to be the spokesperson for that. <laughs> so, um, let's do a pivot here quickly, Adrian. Uh, obviously, with your role in Australia, you were uh, immersed deeply in the PrimeScan and the digital impression world. Let's discuss another trend, and that is implantology. Mm -hmm. And let's discuss how, um, you know, that obviously field is growing, but specifically how it's underserved right now. Yeah, um, good point, Michelle. I mean, between you guys, I mean, I know that you guys have fully bought into um, the need and the demand for uh, implants. But at the moment, if we look at worldwide data, again, I, I just like to go worldwide and mm -hmm. then we'll break it down by uh, North America. But uh, at the moment, we're, for GPs, 81% of implants are being referred out. Now, I don't know if that is alarming to you or do you find that a, a shocking stat or not. But um, for me, uh, I, I, it doesn't sit very easily with me. I think, like, you know, I was kind of surprised that we're at 50% scanners, even though you were surprised that it wasn't higher. Yeah. I thought we'd still be about 20 to 30%. Yeah. But I know that that's a very popular rise. If you had to ask me the implant question, I would say it would have been 50-50. So I am a bit surprised. Yeah. 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 The concerning aspect from my perspective there is the 
uh, aspect that a surgeon and then a restoring dentist are separating that procedure. That that's the only aspect. Like if if you're referring out and you've got a, a perioprost who's doing the entire process, you know I can understand that a little bit more effectively. But the thing that drove me to start placing implants uh, was the simplistic cases that came back and were no longer as simplistic as they should have been. And so, yeah, I, I do find that a little bit surprising. And, and you were discussing a further follow-up to that on um, implant preference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're, um, out of the 81% of um, dentists that are referring out, 11% of those dentists are actually dictating exactly what platform and implant system um, the surgeon should be using. So, you know, at that point, specifically for... You know, posterior cases, easy cases, no bone issue. Why not just do it yourself? You know, to take the uh, take the time to upskill and uh, keep everything in house. We know how important that is uh, to a certain degree. Um, and then, yeah, feel free to refer out the the complicated cases. Yeah. puts um, a, puts the surgeon in a tough position as well. You know, you're basically <laughs> going in their kitchen and saying these are the utensils and the pots yeah. that I want you to use when making uh, your favorite meal. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's um, yeah, it's, again, some stats uh, that are just alarming that I want to highlight. Um, uh, I did want to say about, again, just not to fully change gears, but Clearliner is talking about demand and, you know, what's happening, you know. On a worldwide scale, um, the direct-to-consumer, because, you know, we have to talk about the elephant in the room sometimes, is uh, just under $1.5 billion industry. Now, just under 65% of those cases get rejected. That is all our market, mm-hmm. right? So again, there's a demand there. So if you're not asking your patients, have you considered clear liners? Somebody else is doing it for of course. them. Yeah. So yeah, not to harp on the clear liner, but I just want to highlight how fast this market is growing. And, uh, you know, implants, again, 15% year on year. Again, it's just coming down to a disposable income and people being a lot more... Um, I don't think vain is the right word, but looking at themselves in the mirror a lot more often. So yeah, I think there, there's a different push in terms of uh, health as well with uh, some of the younger demographics. You know, like my father is in his 80s. If you would have told him um, 40 years ago that he would still be going to the gym six days a week, he would have told you he was crazy, let alone, you know, all of his dentition. I actually have to do a Sarek on him next week when he's back in town. He, he broke a tooth. But... but you know, that's obviously changed, but this younger generation and, and the generation just younger than us, we now know and they know that they're going to be around until they're 90, 99, 100. So it certainly changed. There's for sure an aesthetic or a vanity perspective, but I think there's a big push on that component from health. And one of the things that Mike and I oftentimes talk about, and when I was in Toronto a few weeks ago, Adrian, discussing the course, uh, the SureSmile uh, course, simple implants and simple orthodontics is just that. They're fairly straightforward and simplistic, especially given the level of technology. You know, 20 years ago when it was all uh, fixed banded and you're laying a full flap and you're assessing bone from a pan or a couple periapical x-rays, it's a different story. But now with CBCT technology, digital impressions, you know, and, and the predictive algorithms in orthodontic software, simple cases are, they're, they're really just that. They're very, very straightforward and predictable. So you know, I can see why that uh, opportunity is, is certainly growing. And that, and that basically comes back to information is key, right? The more information you know, the better. I think what has driven you know, a dentist out of implants early on was 
they went to a course, they took a MISH program, let's say they felt really gung-ho, they did a case with their team or their class in, for, their, for their program, they felt really comfortable, their first case, they get into a 4-6 that they just did a steel ball pan, they get in there, all of a sudden there's not enough bone. That concavity you know, now. Yeah, implant gets exposed, um, they have trouble, um, maybe trouble with the flap, and it, and and or the implant fails, and they have no idea why it fails. And it, you know, a lot of times in the early on, it was over torquing. Yeah, it was too tight at the coronal portion, especially on the lower, and then that led to necrosis in the first thread, and then the whole thing would fail. And because everybody for us the longest time is more torque better, right? Mm -hmm. But so if you had a couple of cases fail, you know, just like sleep appliances, if you have a patient that you're cranking and you're never stop cranking. Um, it's all it takes is one or two of those cases and then you're gun shy. And I've heard that from so many dentists at my courses that say, you know, I used to do implants, you know, I'm glad I got my SL and this and that. And when I show them the workflow, they're like, well, you know what? I'm thinking about getting back into this. I used to do implants 10 years ago. I stopped because again, it's one or two bad cases. And now I think with the CBCT, just like you said, with the more information, if we can be prepared better going into these cases, uh, we can choose our cases better, mm -hmm. but also we can feel more comfortable and predictable in our cases so that the case doesn't go over schedule. The case doesn't cause us to have three patients waiting up front and then our staff says no more implants. Yeah. You know, I think that's a, a lot of it comes together, right? Yeah, predictability is an important aspect of digital technology for sure. What uh, is on the agenda for Densply Serona Canada for the foreseeable future? Are you able to to spill any beans or, oh, actually, Dense Plaster and Illegal just, just emailed email? me and said, uh, tell Adrian to shut up. <laughs> no more beans. Yeah. Well, you know, I do. I, I can actually, I, I do want to take the time to talk really quickly about Dense Plaster and Canada. It's only been a year that I've been back, but uh, I am super duper proud. And uh, I think you both have, I know Vishal has been there, but I'm not sure if Mike um, I was super proud of our, our, our DS Academy in Toronto and Mississauga. So, if uh, anyone out there hasn't been there, please come. We are going to be um, not just leading the way in digital technology and implants and everything, but we want to be the leaders in education. You know, um, you don't need products to just be dropped at your door and walk away. Uh, we want to be the ones partnering with you to not just, you know, make sure you're getting 100% uh, productivity out of whatever it is you're using, whether it's composite or whether it's, you know, a CBCT uh, or a treatment center. And uh, we've got a live facility for that. We've got a sim clinic. I mean, have you have you both been there or just? Uh... Yeah, I've been there a few times. Yeah. I've just done it, my courses virtually through there. <laughs> right. Right. So I've seen it. I've seen less walking around in there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a stunning facility. Yeah. yeah. And I've been to the one in, in uh, Charlotte. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, you've, I mean, I'm not going to say it out loud, but yeah, come to Mississauga. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you bring up a good point about, um, you know, it's that when you go to buy a BMW, you test drive it. You want to see it. You want to see it in the showroom and you go there. And that's really what this is allowing, mm -hmm. um, you know, dentists to see. Now, when Sorona um, was doing a lot of the factory tours back in Germany, when both of us have been to Germany several times, um, that was what it was a game changer for me to get into the equipment, seeing how it was built, seeing seeing the equipment, being able to sit in the equipment, test the equipment, try out the equipment uh, was a big, big thing for mm -hmm. me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so now how do, how do people like, so people that are listening, how do they get in touch with the Academy and say, look, I want to come for a tour. I'm going to be in the area. Um, how do they get involved to be able to have these kinds of tours in, in Canada? Yeah. Good question, Mike. So basically any one of your dental supplies from the reps, and I mean, for every dentist in Canada, 
you technically have seven reps. So there's no lack of reps for each dentist. You know, you're going to have an implant rep, you can have an endo rep, you can have a chair side, equipment, CEREC, uh, a lab potentially rep, uh, an equipment rep. So any one of those uh, reps of yours can um, set up a tour for you. The doors are always open. Just make sure because of uh, COVID restrictions in Ontario, we do have limitations on how many people can be in the building at once. Uh, but the door is wide open. The facility is for you. So please come and use it. Uh, on our website, we've got a on uh, Dental Life's Running Candles website on an education tab, a whole bunch of uh, courses that are slowly becoming more and more in-house that were virtual. And uh, the idea is just to get, you know, over 35% of dentists in Canada uh, through to our, um, our facility so that they can uh, understand. It's, it's kind of like a, I call it, I call it um, Dental Disney World, basically. And uh, this one is really, really nice. We did build quite a few of them in Australia, too, in all of the uh, main cities. And I know that it works. And I know that it is just uh, a great place to be. And people feel at home like you know mm. if you're if you're going to a course and you've got the chairs the high speeds and everything and you know it's not your shop so to speak you still feel at home and you still feel like you're part of um you know uh, the bigger dental community so yeah adrian just to echo that it is a fantastic facility um i do feel though that mike's going to be a little bit disappointed now because you uh compared it to uh, disney world there is no Dennis Plasterona, Harry Potter world room. <laughs> so your Avada Kedavra is going to just have to be uh, relegated to HBO Max or wherever you're watching that on. So don't bring my one. Uh, you know, you certainly can. It's domestic travel, so they're not going to stop you at the border with that thing. Uh, shifting over to uh, the magical kingdom, uh, Dense by Serona world in Las Vegas is happening in a few weeks. Mike and I are both going. We both booked our ticket. Uh, tell us what's in store down there, Adrian, and uh, what you're excited about, about DS World 2021. Yeah, I think um, for those who haven't been to any DS Worlds before, we're super happy to get it back live again. It's been a really rocky road leading up to uh, September 23rd when uh, we're going to be launching DS World. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, like all the tracks are still super. I love all the tracks on you know, case acceptance. Uh I've really been big on case acceptance, mm-hmm. I'd say, in the past six months because I don't think we put enough emphasis on it and we don't put enough emphasis on, on um, you know, auxiliary staff. You know, we're talking about scanning. Just under – well, 74% of scans are taken by auxiliary sc- staff, right? And when it comes to, you know, case acceptance, a lot of that happens with the hygienist and mm-hmm. the assistant. And, you know, it's just because they see eye to eye a little bit better um, with patients, I find, anyhow. Um and they're a lot more open to, tr- to the accepting treatment when the doctor leaves the room and they're like, hey, do I really need this crown? Mm-hmm. Right? That happens all the time. We know it. And so the fact that, you know, we're delegating the scanning more and more to auxiliary staff, it should obviously increase your case acceptance if we're training our staff. So uh, just to get back to DS World, I think the case acceptance stuff is really uh, exciting for me. Sleep, there's a few sleep uh, um, apnea series that I want to go to. And more than anything, I just want to see people again. Like, <laughs> you know, it's been a long time. Uh, I relocated across the world in the middle of COVID and have uh, been pretty much living in a dungeon for a while. So it'll be good to get back. You know, there was a time when we came to DS World with over 60 dentists from Australia, New Zealand. And uh, wow. we're not going to do that this year. But uh, what I'm trying to say is like people want to see each other. So what about yourselves? What are you looking forward to? Well, it's certainly a favorite event on both of our calendars. I think the social interaction and the networking is obviously uh, paramount to me. And, you know, kind of everything we've geared our practice towards, which is uh, 
high tech, high touch, co-discovery, lots of explanations. You know, a lot of my mentors are, are based in and around the dense by Serona world. So they'll be lecturing there. Samir Puri, you know, Mike Scram's dad, uh, Mina Barsoom, my friend out of Chicago. So I'm excited to see them. And then um, really just uh, the Harry Potter slots is kind of the main yep, aspect for one. me. Yeah. You know, those dollar uh, slots, especially where the Canadian dollar is right now, it should should uh, help uh, drive the economy. Mike? Yeah, yeah I, I believe the slot machines are the best, uh, you know, the way the stock market... It's a great is. ROI. Yeah, you want to yeah. talk about Clearliner <laughs> therapy, yes. just go down to the Vegas slots. That's the way to go. Um, I'm looking forward to, uh, obviously, uh, same as you, Vish, catching up with a lot of the, the key opinion leaders down there. Uh, people that I haven't seen face to face for since 2019. Um, the other thing that I'm looking forward to is I think just catching up on some of the latest uh, what's happening in 3D printing, uh, what's happening in some of the implant workflows, um, just to get caught up. Uh, again, I, it's just always anytime I take more education, I always get um, pretty jazzed up mm -hmm. about things that I can uh, learn or add. You learn one little point in a lecture and I I think it's a big, uh, makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think me just actually getting back to some in-person stuff will, will be enjoyable. Yeah. yeah, we're certainly looking forward to it and we'll, we'll hopefully see uh, a lot of you down there. Adrian, uh, thanks for your time. You've got some exciting things going on with Densply Storm Canada. Congratulations on the academy. I was there and was uh, fortunate to be able to present out of the academy a few weeks ago. It's a stunning facility. Um, so for those of you who haven't had the opportunity Certainly go on to the website, uh, Dance Plasterona Canada, and uh, look for some upcoming tracks and certainly make the effort to get there. Uh, if you're not going to be at the Academy, hopefully we see you down in Vegas. And Mike, I'll uh, throw it over to you to wrap up the podcast for today. Great. Uh, thanks, Fish, And thanks, Adrian, for coming. Um, great to have you here and to get caught up on some of the business of dentistry. Uh, for everybody, please like or subscribe. And whatever platform you're watching to us, um, you know, do the same. And uh, if you're looking for us, it's at uh, our Instagram is at Digital Workflow Dentistry. Our website is www.digitalworkflowdentist.com. And all the links are in the bio on our Instagram. Everybody take care and stay well. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.